0: Welcome to this episode of Let's Chat. I'm your host, Chris Revel, coming in from the Cat Cave in Providence, Rhode Island. Uh, today's guest, we have Aaron Foss. He's a CEO and the app developer behind the, uh, app that I'm using right now. I'm personally using, my wife is using it. It's called No Mo Robo. They block robocalls. It's everything you've ever dreamed of. It's super easy to use. Uh, it's in the iTunes store. You can use it for your landlines. I, Wonder if there's anyone on here that anyone who's listened to the show who still uses landlines. Uh, if you are, let me know. I'm I, I'm just kind of curious to see what kind of a uh, uh, demographics this show pulls in. Um, a really really cool guy. He is, so Aaron Aaron's a tech guy, and he basically has he'll we'll hear about the story, but he he was in between working for startups and and it essentially enters this contest through the Federal Trade Commission to find a way to stop robocalling. And he wins. And uh, he's got these cool twists and turns that end up getting him to testify in front of Congress. Uh, we make some good jokes, which I always like. He's got a great stash. I mean, if that doesn't make me wrong this episode, I don't know what will. But Aaron's just got a really good energy. He's really smart. But he explains everything in uh, the Let's Chat way, I'll call it, because uh, to my intellect. Because... I don't know the. I couldn't get into real depth about exactly what his cult is, he's doing. But, uh, he was just so much fun to talk to. Like, I feel like we had a really good connection. Uh, Aaron's a really great guy. I just had so much fun with this episode. And I actually really like this app. Uh, my wife and I, like I said, have been using it. I mean, I didn't get that many robo calls, but uh, it's been increasing. I usually get the same call like once a day now from the stupid number about something about student loans and it makes no sense. But my wife, I mean, when I'm with her for the day, she'll get like 10 to 15 calls a day. They're all just spam, uh, or robocalls, rather. And, uh, so when we, we install the app on both of our phones, zero. I promise you that. I mean, I, I don't get paid anything. Um, to, I was just super happy that, uh, uh, Scott connected me with Aaron. Hey, I got to get this great interview. Now I have an app that I fucking love. Uh, so you could try it. Download it in the iTunes store. You can go to nomorobo.com. All of our links will be on the, let, um, all the links will be on the Core Temp Arts website, which is coretemparts.com. Just click, let's chat, find the episode. And, uh, you can follow nomorobo on Twitter at nomorobo. Uh, so this was a fun episode. So I also want to get a little feedback from listeners out there. Uh, I, I know that I have a kind of, I guess, diverse range of guests of people. Sometimes it's tech people, sometimes it's podcasters and actors and musicians and authors and filmmakers. I love it. Uh, but I've been told that can be hard to market. Uh, but I'm not trying to make too much money off this. So, Tell me, who do you want to hear on this show specifically? What types of people? I really kind of want to expand it farther, so it's been great to get some of the tech community on here. I want to get some people from the culinary uh, industry in here, and I really want to get some more uh, social and political activists. I think would be great for – Let me know what you think. I'm on Twitter at Let's Chat Podcast. Uh, The website is coretemparts.com. And you can join our fantastic Core Temp Arts Facebook group. Uh, You can just add me as your friend and I'll send you to it or just go to Core Temp Arts and there should be a group pop up. And it's a lot of fun. Uh, I'm rambling, so let's get
1: to it. Let's Chat with Revel and Friends is part of Court and Parts, a podcast network featuring pop culture, TV, and movie podcasts. Check out our other shows That Popped Us Live, Talking Shondaland, We Got Five, and TV Ate My Brain at Quartz
0: it's funny because to prepare for this interview today i was like thinking about your app and i was like i don't know i don't get that many robocalls calls on my cell phone and then today of course i got one for my student loans which i didn't have and i was like what the fuck uh, yeah. so you found the universal, uh, the universal pet peeve that we all have. And I, I used to be a, uh, I worked for a call center for those annoying places. It wasn't robo, but like um, the Fraternal Order of Police, those sure. shitheads that call your yep. house and try to make you feel guilty about cops that died. Mm-hmm. Um, which I, I should backtrack that, cause that made me sound really like an asshole.
1: <laughs> try that again. <laughs> yeah, so I
0: worked for the Fraternal, the one I worked, the one I worked at in Connecticut some years back. Uh, we had the script, and we had two cops in like scan of a year in Connecticut that died. One in the line of duty, which was very sad. But there's another cop. I don't know where. I guess he had died in a drunk driving accident as the driver. But the way they worded the script was with, like you couldn't there off the script because it would be illegal. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, they made it, you word it as if both cops had died in line of duty, but even that wasn't true. So it was like borderline unethical. Yeah. And uh, no one likes those calls. And so maybe you can explain uh, what it is you've done to save us all a lot of hassle.
1: <laughs> yeah, you're 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 exactly right. Like these robocalls have gotten just insane recently. Oh. And, and, you know, they're mostly scams. And, and even like that one, the ones that are on the edge, you know, these these charities that, you know, to the letter of the law, they are. Legal, but you know, you know, a, a very, very small portion of the money goes to uh the cause that they're saying, and they're just really, really annoying. And and what's what's really interesting about robocalls is, you know, for for guys like us and 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 I'm sure for the, the listeners on here, like, you know, we don't fall for that that crap right? in general, right? No, like the no, IRS calls when, you. Yeah, yeah, you know, we're like, hey, this is the IRS and we're coming to to arrest you. Like, you know, we we understand that that's not a thing, but. There are you know hundreds of millions of people in the United States you know that and they get scared of this and and look at who they're preying on right they're preying on elderly people they're preying on disabled people um it's it's predominantly women also I've heard a lot of stories where like a guy will tell me that like his wife called him up and, and she's crying and, and she's yelling at him that oh you didn't you didn't pay our our government bill and things like that it's like no 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 that that is not true and you can't blame the victim here right you don't want to yeah. say like oh why are you so stupid and you're you're falling for this but like no, that's that's where my job comes in to protect people.
0: No, yeah, I mean, that, I guess that's true. It's easy, to be like, oh, I get it, but uh, I mean, they don't, they wouldn't be doing robocalls all this often and scam emails, and if if it didn't work, uh, that's, I think that's exactly right. Did uh, you ever watch the show The Office? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think Michael falls for a Nigerian prince. Scam. Yeah, exactly. Like, right? <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> is that the episode? I think with Jim is like. How is this not a pyramid scheme? And Michael explains it, and then he just <laughs> he walks d- over and draws the triangle. He draws it, and he's like, oh, right. <laughs> so I'll be right back. Uh, yeah, so I we're, we're, you're here for the Michael Scotts of the world. Good-hearted people that sometimes just don't
1: get it. That's exactly it. So it's annoying to everyone, right? And uh, that's at best. At best, they're calling everybody and yeah, saying you know, student loan refinancing, credit card refinancing. On the other end of the spectrum, it's literally just a scam, just like one of those uh, you know those spam emails where you know again the IRS is calling you or um, they're they're trying to sell an elderly person a a, a back brace like a. A fake back brace, or they're saying that, oh, uh, your doctor called us and said it was okay and it's free for you and, and it's not. And it's really, you know, those things are really, really disturbing.
0: They're getting very realistic. Like, um, so I have a co worker who will never hear this, thank God. And I'm going to embarrass <laughs> him. Uh, so he was looking at some, uh, pornography on the internet. And, but he got one of those, uh, pop ups where it opens your webcam and it shows you. And it's like, this is the FBI. This is yeah. the FBI. And I, <laughs> And I think he like told himself out to his wife like that'd <laughs> be like a comical story, but I don't think he took was aware laptop, of it. Took
1: right? Broke it in half, he, threw it he, out the pretty window. Pretty close,
0: like he freaked the fuck out. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, but like, but it's it's getting real because like even today, like the call I got, I was like, oh, and I was like, wait a minute, <laughs> like even yeah. if it took me a half a second. But that back brace one, that's like, yeah, I can see like my grandmother falling for that. Like if you have that stuff.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And again, they they you know the the they are the the scripts that they work from, they they've honed them and you're exactly right. They work, right? They they the government just shut down a big IRS scam uh earlier uh last month actually in October. And uh they said that they uh made over 55 million dollars from this scam. They, yeah, they stole 55 million dollars a year from American, you know, consumers. And again, it, it to me, it's you know we have antivirus on our, our computers, right? And we have we have anti spam on our email, and you know we have firewalls on our server. But right now, anybody can get through our voice calls and and scam you and steal money from you. How did that? Didn't they like sign a law that
0: allowed telemarketers to go to cell phones like a few years ago?
1: Well, this is the interesting part. They've tried a lot of different laws. You know, the the officially robocalls are illegal. You know, uh, it's called the TCPA the telephone consumer protection act uh you're not allowed to do it right the ftc set up the do not call list what's ftc
0: uh, i was looking at your website
1: yeah the federal trade commission okay, they are the people yeah, yeah. that basically enforce all these rules and uh yeah they, they said uh you know there's the do not call list. so many people say to me you know i'm on the do not call list but i keep getting these calls um and it, you know the do not call list cr- was created in the uh it was enacted in law in the early 2000s and like Probably the 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 Clinton administration, like Bill Clinton, was working on it in the late '90s. So look how old that is. It's years and years old. It was to create. It was to solve a problem where like legitimate companies like American Express and you know J.P. Morgan were trying to drum up business, and there was no way to get them to stop. Okay, great, that works then. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But nowadays these these robocallers are are just like spammers, right? You plug a computer into the internet, and you can blast out millions of calls there there a lot of them are coming from overseas um and there's no protection or there wasn't at least until uh until namorobo so how does someone like you get
0: to this place like you said a lot of stuff that a lot of people are like why do you know what that is
1: yeah Uh, so
0: (laughs) that's like i backtrack a little like uh where's your background in it's really funny
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a I'm a programmer with an MBA. So my my undergrad was in information technology. I uh, went to RIT over in uh, in Rochester, oh, New cool. York. You like to keep uh, it nice and, and cold. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was great, and and it was I loved it up there. I was there for you know for five years. I did my undergrad and my grad and my MBA there. So I've well, always done. been on this like intersection of of kind of business and and technology. But yeah. no, in all honesty, before. 2013, I didn't even know what a robocall was. I like, I didn't get any of them. I yeah. didn't even know any of these things. Um because the... didn't
0: have a landline.
1: Yeah, exactly. I had my office landline, but that didn't get a lot. And, yeah. and again, not until recently did it start hitting the cell phones and everything. Um, but in, in um, so I know people joke and they say sometimes they're like between jobs, right? When they're unemployed. I'm I'm be- I, at the time I was between startups. So my mm-hmm. my last startup had had sold to Groupon. Um, so I was not really I didn't have to do anything. I was kind of waiting for the, the world to say, what's your next project? Okay, and that's, yet, see,
0: this is interesting. That's cool. Because, yeah. uh, my knowledge of this world of tech is the show Silicon Valley. Uh, so that's my entrance point with it. Is it similar? Was your experience like that similar to Richard Hendricks?
1: Yeah, it was, uh, yeah, so I can go into that a little. So the, um, and it, it was funny because I was in a, I was part of a, of an accelerator program called Techstars, which is, you know, kind of like, uh, yeah, the, uh, with his, uh, uh, the mentees, right? The um, and it, what it was in New York City it was in in 2011. And what how TechStars works is they bring a bunch of people together that have really good teams and really good ideas. And you go through this 90 day process where they teach you basically how to launch a startup. And again, this was five years ago, so it's it's become much more common. But back then, like I didn't really know anything. And you know, long, yeah, long story short, we were able. We were four guys. We came in with an idea. Uh, we built it up. I built a prototype based on uh, WordPress and Eventbrite, just kind of smashed it all together. Um, the site was called Tour, and it was a, a marketplace for unique experiences. Oh. So yeah, I think like, you know, Etsy for, but for, for experiences. So like, you know, you're up in Rhode Island and, you know, I come to visit and you, you might show me, you know, bars of Rhode Island or, yeah. you know, you went to New York City and I, I'm going to show you like the music, uh, spots of, of Manhattan. It was, we had, uh, and it was weird stuff. Like anybody could put anything on there. So it was a guy, uh, was in New York, and you could take a ride on a sailboat. There was a, it was a, a, an, an, a monk who used to be an investment banker. So you could have lunch in his monastery, and th- it's like really cool stuff like that, right? And oh, so, yeah. yeah, we were able to to come in with that idea, we built it up, and uh, raised a, a million and a half dollars in in venture capital, and then we sold it to Groupon in in 2013. So I, I kind of learned a lot about business and and startups, and kind of now again they call it like lean startups and things like that, mm. you know. I, I had a bunch of other startups that before that that weren't as successful as that one. So, you know, basically 2013, it was after the Groupon sale. I was just kind of waiting to see what the next thing that mm-hmm. I was going to do. And um, the FTC who I spoke about for, right. They they uh, created the Do Not Call list. They said, listen, everything that we're doing isn't working. People are still you know overrun with these things. We're going after them and we're we're prosecuting them and we have all the laws on the books and nothing is happening. Um, and they put up a $50,000 prize and they said, Hey, whoever, yeah, whoever solves it, we'll give you the money. And uh, so, you know, again, this is, this is kind of one of those life changing stories. It's just kind of weird because anybody could have entered that, right? You could have entered yeah. it. any one of your listeners, um, but, and the, the, the rules were incredibly strict. It was like, it had to work on mobile. It had to work on landlines. It had to work on VoIP. It, it couldn't change the phone system. It had to be easy to use. It was, it, and I'm looking at this. I'm like, there is, you're not giving me anything to work with. And, um, a little on, my, on a little more on my background. I don't know about, again, you and, and your listeners, like I was a huge, like phone kid in the, as a teenager, right? I was on BBS's and, and I was always like messing around with the, the phone system. I've loved it since then. And, um, I did a lot of work with, uh, with Twilio building just phone apps for fun, not anything for, for yeah.
0: real. Yeah. Twilio? What's that? Twilio. Yeah.
1: So Twilio is, yeah, it's like, um, it's a, a, a cloud communications company. It basically okay. lets you connect your software into, um, communication. So you can have it make voice calls, send and receive voice calls, send and receive text messages. They, um, they have chat, they have all these different, any way to communicate. Um, and what's awesome, you know, just, um, it's super cheap to do this. What was impossible before, right? You can now have an entire phone company, uh, the, the, power of a phone company at your fingertips and you just pay literally, you know, pennies per minute, Penny per text message, so it's 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 super powerful. I was always looking to do something real with it. All of these things just aligned. Mm. Um, I entered the the competition, and uh, so did literally uh, 800 other people, and they they picked me as uh, yeah as, as the winner. 800 people of various levels of of good to horrible ideas. Like you know, one guy's idea was blowing a, a whistle in uh in the, the the phone. That was his entry, and that didn't win. He tried. Wait, so yeah. the
0: government does these things? It's like we can't figure it out. Let's put it out to the tech community, private sector, That's, if you will. Yeah, That's really cool. Yeah. It what it's like FBI does it, FTC does this. Yeah, exactly. So
1: yeah. yeah, so you know, you, you've heard of like like the X Prize that was like uh, you know for for space flight and things, and and it's really kind of cutting edge. Oh, um, okay. and, and exactly, you know, the 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 thought that people had is exactly like, well, what are my tax dollars going to? Right? Aren't you supposed to be solving this but what's interesting is the ftc isn't a bunch of technologists they're really a bunch of lawyers (laughs) they're a bunch of and like and in all honesty like
0: why it fiscally the way i I, as you're saying i'm like oh that makes sense put up 50 grand and then you win that money or whoever wins it but like if you wanted the government to do it which and i'm I'm not anti-government but it would cost them way more than 50 grand to develop said app like so this is a way to because i'm a firm believer of the, the private and public sector working together and that's exactly exact. what they did. And it saved the tax dollars, taxpayer, tons of fucking money. And then it helps yeah. create boost and create jobs and stimulate the economy.
1: That's ex- exactly it. It's a, I think it's a great use. Yeah, oh, 50K. If, if they were to put it together, it, you know, put a couple more zeros at the end of that. And, and it would have fucking was, sucked. Exactly. It wouldn't have worked. It would have taken 12 times as long. And and 20, it times, been... 20 years, yeah. Government exactly. is
0: notorious uh, for uh, poor, for lack of... Uh, tech like and i was just re- listening to the i was reading this really great article about um it's actually about hillary clinton in her email uh scandal about how um not getting political at all but <laughs> it was just just more about the level of technology at that time frame in like uh the government and part of the reason she was like illegally doing what she was doing was because she doesn't know how to use a pc because mm-hmm. like colin powell had to convince the white house to get like pcs colin powell and like and 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 we're talking george bush senior era like you know you and i are on blackberries and they're just catching up with like uh flip phones like right didn't obama have a blackberry of his first couple years at
1: the very beginning yeah they said that they they had to like pull it out of his hands and and i guess he he switched over to modern technology but you're exactly right that just doesn't it just doesn't go together
0: no and and isn't our nuclear i saw that john oliver nuclear stuff is still on floppy disk
1: yeah, it's something like that. Well, again, you know, you know, software—you, you, you know—some uh, of those bugs that can creep in. It's better that we keep it. Maybe in that, Maybe that that's old one thing stuff. you're like,
0: you know, what it's so outdated. No one knows how to use it.
1: Exactly.
0: But, yeah, yeah, but <laughs> oh, that but see, I, I, really think that's great that FTC did that, and 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 it worked.
1: Yeah, well, that's the thing. So they are one of the few really forward-thinking uh, government agencies. I got to, you know, I got to give them credit where credit's due. NASA also, um, both those two uh did a lot of these competitions Uh, you know subsequently the ftc did a couple more but you know nasa i think nasa is doing one right now if you can uh figure out what to do with uh literally shit in space like how do you go to the bathroom Uh, in space so is this like how spacex comes to be or that's exactly those kinds of things yeah all right
0: yeah so yeah and i know some people have issues with that but we want things to get done and we can't afford all of it
1: that's exactly it. And you know, what's interesting is, um, uh, the, again, I, I'm biased here because it, it worked really well here, but it was yeah. a huge risk for, for even for the FTC. And again, mm-hmm. like, you know, will it look good? And, and listen, they picked two people. They picked me and another guy as co-winners and you, nobody ever heard from the other guy ever again. He just, he took the 25 K and, you know, I don't know, went on vacation <laughs> or something, but yeah. And, and that's perfectly fine. Right. It, it just so turns out, luckily that, you know, I got involved here and, You know, as we talk, like you know, it's blocked over 160 million robocalls from reaching people. So I don't, I don't even know what the impact it's made as far as like fraud and things like that. Feels like like you got chipped a little.
0: (laughs) Yeah, right. Exactly. (laughs) That's what
1: a lot of people said. Even like the 25k was was too little. They should have given you a million bucks. I said, well, they gave me the opportunity to to have this company. So you know, no, no, exactly.
0: And then no, I think that's great. And like um, yeah, like like just uh yeah, I I didn't know government did things like that, and and I think also I feel like you kind of ripping out the whole nepotism aspect of government, or of like it wasn't like, well, my son has a company that yeah could do this, so let's give them the money. They're like, no, this is a complete blind trust, and it did what it was supposed to. These are the stories you don't hear enough in good government.
1: Yeah, and you know what it was, it, it was when I was going through, excuse me, the whole um the whole process. I had all these thoughts too, like, you know, how am I gonna Show this organization, this government who I, I, this government agency who, you know, admit beforehand, I didn't, I didn't, you know, they were just this black box. I didn't know, you know, did they understand anything? And, and this is one of the things I learned in Techstars was, you know, how to do a pitch, how to explain my, my product, how to, you know, quickly and succinctly, you know, I built a little prototype. I showed, you know, I gave them all the code and I, I had a, a demo one that they could set up. And what was really funny, the, um, Steve Bellivan, who was the the CTO at the time, and he's he's a a top top notch guy. He helped create some of the specs for the internet. He's really really well yeah, respected. That yeah, little thing. Was, yeah, exactly right. He's <laughs> he's just like a super top notch guy. Um, you know, after I won, uh, he he talked to me and he was saying, you know, when I saw your application, he's like, I I laughed at this. He's like, it it, it seems so simple. He's like and I said, if it was this simple, right, everybody would have done it. And He says, my job was to prove that yours wasn't going to work. And he's oh. like, that was really the only way I was doing it. And so, he, you know, he called the guy at AT and T and explained how it was going to work. And the AT and T guy was like, yeah, that's just like crazy enough to work. And he hung up and he called up another one of his friends. He's like, come on, this can't be right. And and the other guy was like, yeah, no, this this side, this whoever this guy is has just this crazy enough idea that it's going to work. And uh, and Steve said you know he hung up the phone and uh, and he was like we knew that you had won at that moment and and again it just everything aligned really really well um what was really cool so that that was announced in April and in July there was a hearing in the Senate uh, about robocalls so I got a, a letter from uh, Senator Rockefeller's office and they were like you know would you come and, and testify as a, as an oh expert my God Get yeah. out of here. I was like uh, sure I said um you know do you do you pay for my train ride down yeah, I said, for, yeah I said, the FTC does, and they're like, no, we, we can't, we can't give you anything, but you will be, uh, making an impact on the country. I said, okay, well, that's good enough. You, you <laughs> yeah. did,
0: now, uh, for the listener, you can't see it, but you have quite the awesome stash going now. <laughs> Are you going, did you, did you show up with it? Well, or? I'm
1: just rocking this for November here. For, to, okay. you, know, <laughs> you didn't
0: this. go to the Senate floor with that stash.
1: Yeah, no, I, ordinarily it's just a, a little bit less of a uh, – it's just a standard. It's funny. It's also, if you see, I'm, I always wear a T-shirt and a hoodie, and I couldn't wear just this to, oh, uh, yeah. to DC. I had to put on a suit. It's one of the few times you'll see me in a suit. Uh, I just wondering, do people think you're a cop when they first meet you now and get surprised?
0: But that's, that's guy, a cop's. Yeah. It's Farva. It's a Farva stash. You don't look like Farva, but it's a Farva stash. <laughs> And it just, it's just funny to, it just, I don't know, I just feel like, uh, that looks like a cop, and then they're like, oh, actually, I work in tech. They're yeah. Like, what? I just... Cause I just think of tech, it's like Gavin Belson's and Richard Hendricks types, or Dinesh. I...
1: Uh, I am totally well last year I, I did November you know it, it's spring uh, awareness yeah. like men's health issues and I just did just the stash uh-huh. and it was like this creepy 70s porn star <laughs> oh, look Yeah yes! this year this year I went with like the oh. the, the biker the, the 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 70s cop I don't oh, know so God. yeah I got a couple more days and then it's S- then it's gone I'm so jealous
0: <laughs> I can't grow facial hair for the life of me and so like I get so jealous of a
1: good beard <laughs> Yeah, like that down here. I'm, I'm relatively close to the city, but yeah, you get all the the hipster beards. That like, yeah, that, oh, it's the, a
0: twisted. Thing. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we got a lot it's of just a giant, well. giant
1: beard of. Uh, yeah, everybody their suspenders and riding their fixed gear bicycles. <laughs>
0: yeah there's, there's episode, a show i love called difficult people on hulu and there's an episode where he date one of the dudes dates an old-timey where it's like <laughs> hipsters but they're so old-timey hipsters. so they like sure. it's like they like uh they have the big big bicycle front wheel it's like hipsters <laughs> like this they're bringing back culture from the 1800s sure so. it's like the uber hipsters right <laughs> yeah it's super far like oh this i don't, I don't even know like ah, i'm writing with a with a feather, like stuff yeah. that's
1: just useless. Have you ever seen that? There's a picture of that guy sitting, like, I think in, like, Washington Square Park or something with a typewriter on his lap, like, oh, instead yeah. of a like, And it turns out it wasn't like that, but, like, does that picture is, like, the epitome of, yeah. of just hipsters?
0: Hard, right? hard. And it's, it's funny, I love to rag on hipsters, but there's definitely parts of hipster culture I really dig. Like, I love good coffee shops and restaurants and record stores. Oh, yeah. yeah uh, I like to rag on them as well. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, yeah, I do like coffee shops. So. <laughs> As a former barista. There you go. But yes.
1: <laughs> so yeah, it, and it's again, it's just these things just sort of work together. Everything kind of came together and again, long story short, I was able to get, you know, my product out into the And and that's ultimately um, what what the FTC and what Steve Velvin like he's like, this is going to work. It's going to be easy for the consumer to use and we don't have to get the carriers involved because Ooh. for whatever reason, yeah, the carriers didn't want to solve this problem, and and they were saying it was you know some of the FCC regulations and things, um, and they've since changed their mind on on some of those. But again, three years ago, nobody wanted to touch this one, and basically the FTC saw my idea, and they're like, wow, this guy can actually go directly to the consumer, solve their problem. I, I piggyback off of the the phone network, so um, so the carriers can't stop it. We're using those those pieces, and therefore we'd be able to you know, to, to help out. So that was, what was really, it is really super rewarding. No joke. I, I just, I got an email today this from this woman again. Okay, um, We'll just call her Leslie. It says, you know, wow, this is a great service. The landline rings once and we all laugh. It's even better than if the robocalls didn't ring at all. Like that's just like a random piece of, and I got, that's you know, so tons of these, yeah, that just people just reply, you know, just, just send in emails about how excited they are about it. I'm like, I don't know if I've ever done that. Like, Nope. You know, is there another one. This so Guys, uh, thank you very much. You've made our lives more tolerable. I was getting tired of constant harassing phone calls all day. Keep up the good work, right? It's Before I knew your website existed, we were inundated. And these are just coming into, like, info at no Robo, right? We were in- inundated with many solicitor calls each and every day. We have a number that's easy to remember. When I heard about your website, it was like a miracle. Like, it's just, like, really cool Well, so people that- that's get my job.
0: Way more, because my wife gets them, like,
1: three or four a day.
0: And she's like, and, but then it gets to a point where it's like, uh, so you, she doesn't answer a phone number she doesn't recognize. That's yeah. And then every so often, that's like a friend or like me and my work phone or yeah. something like that. Oh, can we talk about when you went to set the set? You got to oh, testify sorry. for the Senate. Um, yeah. See, my whole life is just television references. So I'm just thinking <laughs> of the deposition in the episode of Veep. I don't know if you haven't watched Veep. No, I haven't watched that. Oh, it's uh, Silicon Valley and Veep on HBO are like my, that's my hour of comedy where like, the world is perfect for those two on Sunday nights. Uh, but, uh, or, on it. Well I was just watching the West Wing the other day when Leo was testifying. But uh so what's that experience going to the Senate? Like that must have yeah. felt pretty fucking cool. You I've know what? Done that. Yeah.
1: So I, I like public speaking, I, I like doing presentations, I like doing these things. I just I was so nervous speaking in front of like the entire government. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's just what we call talking. a bunch of nerds. Yeah, just an entire room of politicians of, of senators right like this is literally going in our country's history books right what i say here so um yeah, it's i had probably
0: a probably all in the library of congress
1: yeah it's everything is archived and and you can actually go and watch it on c-span but the the best part so i you know i'm sitting there and i'm, I'm talking about it and um i had practiced my i had you know five minutes of 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 testimony basically and in it i i talk about you know my idea and it's the name nomo robo and um, I said, you know, it's a play on no more robocalls. I thought, you know, just kind of a throwaway line and whatever. And then I kept going. So I say that. And um, one of the senators, Claire McCaskill, she she cuts me off and she goes, oh, we get it. You know, that's that's very clever. Like, and right. I'm just like, freaking out. she's like the world thinks that we're idiots, but but we get the joke. <laughs> and, and I'm telling you, I'm just I mean, if you watch, you, I swear to you, you can go watch the C-SPAN I clip. I, I just freak out, and I'm in the microphone and I'm just thinking I'm like. Oh my God, what are you going to do? Like, should I acknowledge that she said that? Should I, should I disagree? Oh no, no, nobody thinks you're an idiot, right? Yeah. And then so no, I'm lying. Like, what, all I did is like, <laughs> you'll watch in, in my, I just go into the microphone and go, uh, ah, I'm just making sure, just making sure that everybody knows that. I was <laughs> just like, get she, back on script. <laughs> she's a pretty famous senator too. Yeah, exactly. So, pretty, uh, we yeah, all so had it, a good laugh. <laughs> that
0: must be so weird to like just see these people on TV. It's talking heads and be like, oh my God, you're in front of me.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I was at the table with you know, literally there were there were three other people. It was um, uh, from the, the 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 head of the lobbying organization for the wireless carriers, the head of the lobbying organization for the landline carriers, and like the head of a organization that in Canada for all of their carriers. And then it's like me. And what was hilarious was um, when I was when I won the competition, I was on CNN, and my title at the bottom was contest winner. And so oh. I was always laughing. about it. Finally, in when I was on uh, when I was on CSPAN, it said you know uh, freelance uh, software developer and creator of No More Robos. So that was that was at least an upgrade in my title. Finally,
0: <laughs> right? So you exactly. got to go on CNN and they wouldn't even put that you like created No More Robo. No, that at that time,
1: or... it was it was just contest winner. <laughs> oh.
0: well, I would say uh, I'm would question CNN's credibility, but they've they've shown themselves.
1: Yeah, exactly. And again, this was years ago. but this Yeah. Is oh, that's pretty
0: cool. That's really cool. I'll
1: tell you, even the questions you're asking, like the whole, you know, I, I sometimes just look, I'm like, I did not expect to be here. I did not expect any of this to happen. And, and now I've kind of become like, you know, the robocall guy. But this was this. This is not planned at all. It was just a couple of, of, of opportunities that presented themselves and a couple mm-hmm. of chances that I took.
0: And this is like your gigler, right? Your full time. Yeah. Like. If, if this didn't happen the way, what was your goal for tech? Like what, what did, what did you think you, like what did you picture you were going to develop in tech to help people or whatever it was? Yeah. You know, like- I was,
1: I was always obsessed with like these very scalable businesses. So again, like SaaS businesses were always fantastic because, you know, you can have such a big impact on people with a, a, a very, very minimal amount of, of, Resources even now, so I'm I'm the full time guy, and then I have a, a bunch of uh, contractors that that help me out with everything else. But really, I'm just leveraging, you know, uh, AWS on the technology side, Twilio on the phone side. Um, those levers help me again reach. Uh, we have oh, we just hit 800,000 users this morning. So Damn. Like, yeah, exactly. It's it's analyzing a million and a half calls a day, and uh, this is the number that kind of blows my mind. 42% of those are robocalls. So if we round here, like half of the traffic over the phone network an aggregate is just these garbage calls. And even said, you know, your wife gets a lot of them. A lot of people get a ton of these and other people get none. And nobody can kind of understand why. But, you know, some people get eight and ten calls and, and don't even get me started at the election. Um, sometimes certain days crested over 50 percent of garbage calls. It was like 52 percent were these automated robocalls that nobody wanted to get. More than half of the traffic over the network was just garbage.
0: And is that, I would just imagine that's primarily swing states because, like, I don't get any. I'm from the Northeast, so like, yeah. I feel like I never got those calls. That I was got exactly. some Sanders ones or something like that, but not that often.
1: When you're in one of those swing states, when, when you are, yeah, when if you're on one of these lists, um, especially as as we talk about, if you answer the you know, you answer the phone or, or some people think that they're funny and they like play around with these guys and everything. Well, that just gets you on the list to be called every single day. And all these, you know, they're really criminal enterprises. They're going and swapping, uh, all those lists. So especially, you know, if they hear an older woman, boom, they're going to put her on the list and they're going to try and sell her everything that they can.
0: I've always wondered how people get on those lists. It, it, It was always, that's always been a thing. So like, are these places mostly overseas? Kind of like in Silicon Valley. Yep. They have the clickbake farms in, uh, Bangladesh, or I think it yep. was, or something like that. But that's kind of what these places are. Like they're not so- statewide.
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a little bit of a, of a mix. So a lot of it comes from overseas. Um, but what, a, what will also wind up happening is they'll kind of split these things up. So the calls will come in from overseas. You know, they'll, they'll spoof a, an American number. So it looks like it's coming from, you know, Seattle or, or, um, New York or, you know, Washington DC or something. Um, they'll play the automated message. And then when somebody will push, you know, push one to be connected, uh, a lot of times they'll also be just connected into a, a, a call center here in the states, and everybody's just kind of like looking the other way. And you know, I don't know how these calls come in, but here's what I need to go and do. And you know, the the everybody's making money, so everybody's looking the other way. Um, and that's again my job to step in and stop that. But you know, like that that big one that IRS scam that was coming um, from overseas, and and the Department of Justice cooperated with the um, the Indian government and, uh, and shut down, um, just a huge, huge scam again that was, was stealing tons of money.
0: It's the FBI that does that?
1: In that probably. case, it, it was, I think it was the FBI, then the Department of Justice. Um, it's weird too because the FCC kind of like makes the laws and the FTC, uh, enforces it in the United States, but effectively like overseas and when it on the criminal side. And this is what even, you know, people who get these calls, they like call up their local police department, like, you know, that's nice, but that's not going to do anything. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, I'm all excited about my numbers, like blocking, you know, hundreds of millions of robocalls, but like, uh, it's a drop in the bucket. I mean, there, there's over, uh, 300 million phone lines in, you know, you probably have a couple of phone. I know I have yeah. two or three of them over here. Everybody has multiple ones. If I'm there, there must be a billion calls made in the United States every day. And, oh, yeah. you know, if I'm catching a fraction of those
0: that's fun. So that must've been fun data when you were getting to that point and be like, Ooh,
1: (laughs) yeah. To watch all this stuff come in and then to kind of like slice it and dice it is, is super cool. And again, like it's really funny too. Cause so many people, you know, a, they don't trust it right at first. Cause we're all skeptical of everything. They're like, uh, yeah, no, nobody can stop this thing. It's just a, you know, an annoyance of modern life. And then, uh, then they try it out, and they're like, wow, it actually does work. And then they're like, well, how do you do it, right? How do you work that magic? Uh, and that's really kind of a nice, like, I, I like doing, like, don't worry. You just have to – just enjoy it. Just
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you don't ask the chef how he made it. You just it, eat the food.
1: Exactly, exactly. So, And it's fun on my end, right? Every day I get to see, again, all the, the new people that signed up and see the, the, the way that it's blocked the calls. It's just really cool. Do so you work from home, or do you have, like, an office? Yeah, so I have an I have an office on Long Island, um, and this is you see over here this is my home office. Um, yeah. I actually find that I'm you know again can be mobile and, and work anywhere. I um I really find I'm, I'm most productive when I'm at home, especially like when the weather you know we're we're both up in the Northeast, yeah. right? Like Ooh. you know it's snowing and everything. We're having to drive 45 minutes or something, so I go into the the office a couple times a month if I have meetings and things like that. But in general, I find um, I just love uh, you know I'd go downstairs, have breakfast, come back up here, and I wind up just r- super focused on my work and and not having to to have a lot of distractions. Yeah, I work from home a fair amount.
0: Like mm-hmm. I travel throughout the day and I come home a lot, and it's or I sometimes have my laptop and I just like go sit up in coffee shops and mm-hmm. I'm like ah this is so great. I like sometimes it's nice to like check into the office like hey how you doing? Mm-hmm. Oh gossip, Roop. yep, got to go.
1: Yep. I'm just I got I got a job to do. I I also um I teach uh, entrepreneurship at Hofstra University and Malloy University here. Oh, uh, sorry, cool. Malloy College uh, here on on Long Island, and so that's also really nice to be able to you know one day a week just kind of like step out, work with other entrepreneurs, work with them on their business ideas, and and yeah. kind of like communicate those things. So that gives me that kind of like human connection that uh, yeah. that's there, and it's not right. It's not on the oh, so did you see the game the other day? You're like, nah, I I, I don't watch nope, the game. I do not.
0: <laughs> so so it's funny is there a big tech community in New York City I always just know there's Boston has a good little one and then Silicon Valley seems to be the one
1: yeah Boston is really and it's funny too because like each city seems to have like a little bit of a specialization right like like, you know Boston's uh, Boston was home to a lot of the tech Um, uh, Silicon Valley obviously has a lot of startups and things New York City has a a huge uh, tech uh, community um obviously it is, is a lot of other industries you know finance and fashion and things but yeah yeah, has a huge on long island not as big you know because we're we're it's just as easy to hop on the train and get into the city um so around here we've had to kind of like make our own but but the, the people that are out here it's really nice to to work with some of the 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 younger people that don't necessarily know all the pitfalls uh all the opportunities it's it's really great to and, you know, a lot of, a lot of these students, they, they see Silicon Valley and that's what they'll go and emulate or they'll, they'll read TechCrunch and they'll, oh, I have a great idea for an app or something like that. So my job is to kind of walk them through it and make them, you know, think it on out of like, okay, well, you know, you come up with that part. How are you going to build this business?
0: What, what, what are the pitfalls for like a young entrepreneur out there? Cause I, at least I'm on Twitter and, uh, Anytime someone tries to follow you and their first thing in their bio is hashtag entrepreneur, uh, they're kind of a skeezy douchebag or a a spam account. So I I know there's a lot of good ones, but at least on the internet, it just comes off as just like Russ Hammerman types.
1: (laughs) Yep. You know, you know what it is? The number one thing everybody thinks it's like, uh, you know, and how many times we heard this, like, I have a great idea. Like, okay, you know, that's a start. They're like, how do I patent it? Like, no, no, no. OK, stop. Right. Like the, the key to this whole thing is you have to you know, what's the idea? And then you have to work with customers. You have to do customer development. Do people want it? Right. Can you build oh, a lot of people also like I have a great idea for an app and I'll say, uh, oh, OK, are you a developer? They're like, no, I'm, I'm a marketing major. I'm an ideal guy. Right, exactly. It's like uh um, I've watched Mad Men. <laughs> right. And like well and it's funny because like, you know, think about like all the apps on your phone, right? Like even like Uber, right? You need a car. You push you take out your phone, you push a button, and the car shows up. So it just looks easy. Mm-hmm. But you know, behind the scenes there's just like, you know, thousands of people and millions of dollars and everything. And so I, I think that that students, because they're just younger and they don't see those things, so I mean, in that
0: world, that's how I thought it worked until I saw Silicon Valley. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly.
1: Yeah, yeah, everybody, like, you know, you're on – so when you pick up your phone and and push that Uber button or you go on to Facebook or you go on to Twitter and, you know, you're reading all this stuff, like, behind the scenes, it's always amazing to me that that anything works. There's so many things that can go wrong. There's so many pieces that you can – that, yeah, these things don't just magically appear. It takes a lot of effort.
0: Yeah, isn't that kind of the argument against, like, people like, oh, you know, in five – at some point you know, like when um when i have kids they're just going to have a little chip implanted in, into their brain but like the flip side of technology for as awesome as it is it also sucks like, yeah. I, like i'm not personally i'm not going to put a chip in my brain where i can't even have my iphone for more than 2 years yeah I'm right not gonna get and fucking chip every, <laughs> like stuff like that where like we talk about body implantation and the robots taking over yeah. but like it's like it's awesome but it also sucks i mean it, it's not made to last. I don't know. I, I feel like we have made a lot of advances, but there's also a lot of
1: times. Well, I yeah, um, Well, there's two things that you touch on, right? So no more about my robots are answering their robots, which is, you know, two steps so away from Skynet.
0: <laughs> so you're literally putting the robots against each other. So you're on the right side of history.
1: Yeah. But, but what really when, when I realized that like, so their robots are calling people and my robots yeah. are stepping in and answering them and all these they're just chattering it's a it's a bot talking to a bot um yeah. you're like yeah well, exactly. except from
0: ai you're it's gonna be your fault isn't it
1: it's true <laughs> it, it really is that i like it worries me a little bit sometimes but you know on that other side of of the technology and the jobs and the wages and again not getting political but you know back in the day if, if i had this idea if i would to be able to even launch it i would need a team of people i would need a room full of servers i would need you know all these uh, contracts with carriers and everything like that yeah. I would, i'd probably be employing 100 people to be doing this mm-hmm. now it's you know a handful of people and a lot of services like aws like twilio and everything has just changed right job creation like yeah this is created yeah. yeah it's just it's just very different right we're doing it with a team of of six people that should take, you know, a 100. And, and again, whether that's good or bad, I don't really know. It just is. And and it's...
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. God, isn't it funny when you, like, watch old movies or uh, learn, like documentaries on old computers and computers or, like, how they predicted, like, in the year 2000, the computer will take up the size of your bedroom. Right. And now and that's it's a cell small. phone. It's just...
1: <laughs> well, that's it, what it, they do. Yeah. yeah. I mean, think about, like, robots, like, uh, remember, like, the Jetsons, like, Rosie the Robot and whatever. Yeah. Everybody thought, like... It turns out we actually do have robot. Like a dishwasher is really just a dishwashing robot. Our, mm-hmm. laundry, our, our washing machine is a clothes washing laundry. Uh, no More Robo is just a phone answering robot. It just doesn't look like a person. What we
0: expect it. Oh, that's a good point. And I actually I have a I don't know I, I, someone who's been on the show, a past guest who's been on a bunch of times. So uh, I'm gonna call my friend Adam. Uh, they made a web series called Gigahose about mm-hmm. uh sex robots, and it's like. <laughs> It's a really good, funny comedy of, uh, basically, like, it's like, in the future, we'll have AI. One week later, we'll fuck it. And it's like <laughs> a prostitution ring right? of, <laughs> and then, like, so we, he came on the show maybe two years ago, and uh, and now, like, I'll read articles online that there's actual sex robots in
1: Japan. Yeah. It's, I was like, oh, my that,
0: God. I mean, that's all tech it, always turns yeah. into sex, or porn.
1: <laughs> right, seriously, technology can be great, or it can be that, right? <laughs> I, it always I don't turns know what into that porn. Is.
0: <laughs> but yeah, But yeah, I'm like, ah, it's, yeah, it's interesting. And that's the other thing I love when you see those, uh, the AI stuff is really fun to watch online. But have you ever watched, like, the AI machines, like, um, they make, like, AI, like, animals or people or whatever? But they always have the shittiest like framework where like they kind of look like drunk toddlers and they just fall over. So we're there, but we're not. But it's it still that cracks me up.
1: That little Honda robot that like fell over on stage that time. It looked like a little man. It was it it was so so funny. (laughs) Yeah,
0: it's like we got all the the. I have no doubt we'll go farther, but it's we got all we got the AI part to have, but not the hardware, which I would think is the more basic stuff.
1: You know. And even this, right? Like, like, we're doing a podcast here, right? Um, yeah. Anybody can now, I mean, back in the day, you would have to, like, have a, a, radio, a radio show. Station, to, yeah. Right. I mean, this, this microphone I'm talking to is, uh, on is a hundred bucks, right? A couple yeah, of dollars for the, and it's, and it sounds good. We can go and reach, you know, millions of people. Uh, that's really cool. I think that's a really hope good we do. <laughs> side of technology. Yeah. Absolutely. I think it's a really good side yeah. of technology.
0: Yeah. It's, it's an interesting world. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I just tried, uh, VR the other day, like my brother had it for his but it was like the phone VR, so I don't know if it was like true VR. But I thought it was cool. I don't I don't know if it will catch on or not. I I felt like I used it once and after a half hour I was like I don't want to do this anymore. I'm
1: not gonna pay for it. Yeah, you know, those they've been talking about VR for you know since the dawn of time. Yeah exactly. So we're at it's called the hype cycle, right? We're at the we're at the peak of the hype cycle and then it will kind of fade away and then we'll get the real stuff. Right now everybody thinks that uh, you know, everything can be solved by VR. Well, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens with that.
0: What do you think? Do you have prediction? Like, do you follow market? Like, what? what what's the other hype cycle stuff like in the past? Is that something you would know about?
1: Well, you know, so with the, the company that I worked on before called SideTour, uh, in 2011, a ton of these, like, experience kind of marketplaces were popping up because everything wanted to be the Airbnb 4X, right? Um, okay yeah it was it was just everything and now and also um you know everybody wants to be the the dollar shave club for why you know oh, a the bo- subscription base exactly yeah. so there's they're they're jamming everything in there, babies and pets and you know uh, yeah loot crate and and everything like that so some of that stuff um you know the those those kinds of businesses launch a whole bunch of other ones uh for whatever reason you know robocalls i'm still the only one around uh it hasn't I guess it's not it sexy might, to everyone.
0: It might just be that perfect thing where it's just like, we just need the one to do it. Like,
1: we don't need a competitor. It's like, oh, this guy did it. It works. There we go. That's exactly We're right. it. We're done. Yeah. And since I started on landlines, like, that's even less sexy than, yeah. uh, you know, well, wow, who, who still has a landline? You're like, that's actually a lot of people. So, yeah, you know, we launched surprisingly. them. Yeah. And again, why people want them. I don't care. Like, people like it for security, for safety. Like, you know, again, even the FTC, like you even said, like, don't answer calls you don't know, or get rid of your phone line. Like, that's kind of stupid, right? You you pay yeah. for the service, and people want it, so let's give it to them.
0: Well, cable companies now, like, they, they merged the cable internet
1: phone. Like, yeah. I
0: had a landline I never hooked up because it was, like, cheaper to have it kind of thing.
1: Yep. But, um... And if, if you had plugged in a phone, I guarantee it would have just been ringing all day with robocalls.
0: Yeah, exactly. But, <laughs> but never, never plugged it in. Um... Oh man, well thank you uh, for like doing this. Is there anything we uh, missed?
1: No, so um, just to gonna get a plug. Go to go to nomorobo.com. Um, that's on the the landline side, or uh, we're in the app store right now. The Apple App Store. We're developing our Android app. Um, it's a uh, on the the landline side. It's free for consumers. On the mobile side, you get a 30 day trial, and then it's uh, two bucks a month or twenty dollars a year. So yeah, if you have a, a problem with uh, robocalls, you know we got the solution. Check it out.
0: Yeah, I can maybe just to before we end it, like kind of explain how someone would work if like someone who's not super techie. So like say like my
1: parents download this app. Is it easy to use? It's super easy. So on the mobile side, just download the app. You click the button to start the free trial, and that's literally it. Um, it loads Ooh. the you – Yeah, know, you don't even have to give us your phone number. You don't have to create an account. You don't have to do anything, and then every hour we're continually updating the, the database. Literally, that's it. You, there's two choices you can make. One is identify so that you can see when the call comes in. It says robocaller or block, and it just sends all those calls to voicemail. And
0: you never even see it.
1: Yeah, literally that easy. On the landline side, you create an account at Robo. It gives you instructions for your carrier. So like with Time Warner or for a mm. charter or Comcast, it takes about, you know, two or three minutes. And then same deal. You're done. You hear one ring at your house. And then every time a robocall comes in and that just disappears. So yeah, it's super easy. It's either free or super inexpensive. And it just solves this, this problem. A lot of people were saying, right? Getting their parents set up, getting their grandparents set up. Yeah. That's so what um, I was
0: even just thinking My my grandparents. I was like, that was just. The hassle but then what will they complain about
1: all day there we so, go they have nothing to talk about exactly maybe so. they'll talk
0: to me about something else
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly and this is the thing like everybody when, when i you know when they say oh so what do you do or something i said you know i run a company called no more robo we block robocalls i then hear about all the stories about robocalls about the ones that they've gotten <laughs> about the ones their parents have gotten so yeah. yeah i'm used to it but yeah so everybody should just check it out again if it if what i like to do is just you know Prove it, right? I know everybody's skeptical, so try it out for yourself. Literally no no credit card required, nothing there. Try it out for thirty days. If it works for you, that's awesome. And if it doesn't, you know, we'll part ways as friends.
0: I uh, I wanted when you said uh, no more robot I wanted to pull a Claire Muscaskill and be like,
1: I get it. I'm not stupid. <laughs> I would tell you, when you edit this, put that in because it's it's hilarious. It's oh, still, I totally
0: should have. Yeah. it still yeah. cracks me up. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> well, uh yeah, thank you so much for doing this. Hey, thank All you, right. Chris. Really appreciate it.